Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. After visiting Kyiv, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin said the U.S. wants to see the Russian military weakened on the battlefield. Meanwhile, Russian missiles struck railway infrastructure in central and western Ukraine this morning. For more, we turn to NPR's Frank Lankfitt, who is in the western Ukrainian city of Lviv. Hey, Frank. Hey, Rob. How significant are Austin's comments from today? You know, Rob, he's kind of confirming what's been evident for many, many weeks. The U.S. and NATO allies, of course, have been pouring billions of dollars in weapons into Ukraine to help the Ukrainians uh, and also to damage the Russian military to limit its future capabilities. Austin was very direct today. He said, we want to see Russia weaken to the degree it cannot do the kinds of things that it has done in invading Ukraine. And for instance, as the battle conditions, of course, have changed here, the U.S. and other NATO allies have begun to send heavier weapons, such as howitzers. Over the weekend, of course, the Russians again warned the U.S. to stop arming the Ukrainians. And what more do we know about the airstrikes today? Well, there was a strike on some rail infrastructure in Venezia. It's in central Ukraine, of course, killed at least five people, injured 18. And another missile struck a rail power substation about 40 miles from here. And Frank, you were in Lviv at the beginning of the war. How much has it changed? You know, Rob, it feels really different than when I was last back here. And it kind of reflects how the war has gone. Uh, For one thing, U.S. diplomats are actually going to be taking day trips to Lviv from Poland, eventually reopening the embassy in Kiev. But to give you a sense of what it's like right now, this is how I spent yesterday. I'm in front of the Opera House in the heart of Lviv, and it's a beautiful building, columns and these three giant bronze angels on top. And when I was here in early March, the beginning of the war, there was almost nobody in this square. And all the restaurants on the side, they were empty, closed, It was 48 hours to get across the border into Poland. Today, it's Orthodox Easter Sunday. There are thousands of people out. There's some people here on an electric scooter, uh, a guitarist uh, standing with a Ukrainian flag. And here there are families uh, just jumping inside, horse-drawn carriages for a little ride around the cobblestone streets here. For the most part, you can't really tell that Lviv is in a country at war, except right here around City Hall. There are these fountains with statues of Neptune and Adonis, and now they've been covered with corrugated aluminum. But in the last two months, the city's proved resilient and adaptable. Lviv Vyslinski came here from Kiev right after the start of the invasion. He runs the Center for Economic Strategy, Think Tank. Lviv says back then, Lviv was completely different. It was a problem to find a place to have a lunch, to drink coffee because everything was closed. Like every everybody was scared and the sort of frozen, I could say. After Russian troops failed to surround the capital, it's about several hundred miles to the east. The mayor here he he moved to revive the economy and create a kind of new normal. Flip says the mayor's message was clear. If you have a job, if you have a demand for a product or service you are supplying, please go back to work. Uh, like we do not need uh, like everybody volunteering forever. And it was it was basic economics with with this twist. Serve your customers, pay taxes, and Ukrainian economy to support the army in wartime. 
On Sunday, people here found solace and stability in ritual. The city's massive Church of the Holy Eucharist held Easter services. Easter celebrates the resurrection. The atmosphere was solemn and the war ever-present. The priests crafted special prayers for this moment. The one who brings death is doomed to defeat. Some congregants dressed up, including Daria Cohan, who works in a lab and wore a white scarf and carefully coiffed blonde hair. When I asked her about the war, though, her facade cracked. The service was special to me because we want peace. Peace more than anything. So innocent people do not die. Innocent people, innocent kids. And I want this to be over as soon as possible. The war especially resonates with Daria. Her grandmother fought in the resistance against the Nazis and was sent to a concentration camp. Irina Grosmolda, a filmmaker, stood outside the church with her dachshund. She says people here have adapted to the daily air raid sirens. Going into the shelters is now pretty routine. In fact, to be honest, many ignore the warnings these days and continue to roam the streets, playing the odds. Just a week ago, a missile strike killed seven people here. So, Rob, Irina says here, I agree with President Zelensky, Ukraine will have to become a second Israel and learn how to deal with the constant risk of attack. Uh, Gromozda says anyone who wants to stay here will just have to get used to it. NPR's Frank Langford, thanks so much. Good to talk, Rob. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. This is my voice. It can tell you a lot about me. And I'm not changing it for anyone. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of NPR episodes centered on Black experiences. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts. 